Hey, before you start this podcast, to let you know, this show is not for people with sensitive ears. We swear, like, a lot. Like, sometimes I'll say, Matt, you're a person, and the writer plays you. You wash out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, just so you know, you've been warned. Reading the group chat, I don't see anything about something about uh, fucking. It's back reviews. there. It's back there. Hello and welcome to it came from the video store. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Matt. All right, and if you hear like a weird background noise, we have a fan going in the background because well, yeah, hot balls. Yeah, it's like 90 fucking degrees outside. Um, all right. So, Matt, how you been? It's been a while. Uh, busy. Work, work, work been like what two weeks we don't get to record as is felt like it was longer than two weeks (laughs) felt like a month felt like eternity since i've seen you (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh have you guys watched anything new anything you want to uh suggest to our listeners to watch um movie wise um i'll suggest a french horror movie horror thriller uh it's kind of in the vein of cronenberg called Titan. Huh. Um, you can only find it in French with English subtitles. I believe it's on Prime, possibly? But uh, it's about a woman. She has a titanium plate in her head, and she's uh, a psychopath. Sounds about right. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she has... Uh, um, there's a big twist where she gets pregnant. I won't tell you how and by <laughs> whom. Or what. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a lot of good body horror in that, so check what, it out. What was it called again? Titane. T-I-T-A-N-E. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go a little old school. Uh, I watched uh, a movie from 1946 called The Spiral Staircase. Uh, it actually has Ethel Barrymore, which is Drew Barrymore's like great aunt. And uh, I came across this by accident because I added it to my Amazon shopping cart unknowingly so it's basically it's about <laughs> it takes place in 1916 and you're following uh the main character her name is i think her name is like helen and she's a mute and uh in this town there's a killer going around killing women with like afflictions and disabilities <laughs> and there's a killer in this house trying to kill her and she can't say anything and there's a bunch of other people in the house, and it's kind of like a whodunit kind of movie, or like, who's the killer? <laughs> Is it a silent film? No, no. Okay. It was made in 1946. There's a killer in the house, and he's trying to kill her. No, I thought she was in there making her a sandwich. <laughs> oh, and it's got, uh, it's got uh, oh my god, what's her name? Elsa, Elsa Lanchester. Oh, okay. I think that's in my shopping cart, too. She plays a drunk maid. It's hilarious. Watch it. Nice. It's a great movie. Brandon? I, I haven't seen anything new, really. Uh, I, if we're just in general, I, I, what? Software, software froze. Oh. Oh. So we're going to start this over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're rolling. We're back. Technical difficulties. All right. (laughs) So as I was saying, the spiral staircase, uh, check it out. It's like 15 bucks Blu-ray on Amazon. Nice. Worth it. All right, so we're going to be wrapping up our Vincent Price Marathon because uh, we have other movies we've been wanting to move on to. So uh, we're going to wrap it up with an Attack of the Remake, House of Wax. Well, we're going to be talking about the Vincent Price House of Wax along with the uh, uh, er, 2005 remake. (laughs) So you say 2020. (laughs) <laughs> um, I know. It took me a second. 2000, 2005. Well, the funny thing is, this is a remake of a remake. Of a, of a remake. 
Wait, I, House it, of Wax? The House of Wax with Vincent Price alone is a remake. Is it? So I was looking it up. So everyone keeps saying that this is a remake from the original 1953. It's not. Well, uh, the internet lies. Mystery of the Wax Museum is the first one. Literally just remade it with Vincent Price calling it the House of Wax. It's a different name. It's the same fucking plot, except the original's got Lionel Atwell and Fay Ray. I feel like they've done. Uh, I feel like they've done that with another movie before, where it was like the same. F- oh, I know for a fact it was recent. Uh, Brick Mansions. Yeah. It's literally a shot-for-shot remake of District Thirteen. It has the same same guy in it. It was like a French movie, the same French actor, but then they just swapped out one actor for uh, Paul Walker. Yeah. Mm. Uh, have you ever seen Mystery of the Wax Museum? It's been a hot minute. It's literally the same damn movie as the Vincent Price, except no, uh, it's in black and white. Uh, I it, I actually have to say the Vincent Price House of Wax is probably my favorite Vincent Price movie. To me, it's got I, it has the more most personal connection to it because it was one of the first Vincent Price movies I've seen. Not only that, it was one of the first horror movies I've seen in color. My grandpa showed it to me when I was way too little, and Vincent Price scared the living shit out of me. And I mean. Even now, he's still creepy in the movie. It's very Phantom-esque. Yeah. It's definitely like a Phantom of the Opera meets a wax museum, in my opinion. Also, it bothers me that Vincent Price never played like a Phantom of the Opera movie. Yeah, he would have been perfect for it. it Phantom of the House of Wax. I mean, it's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because the remake's kind of like a combination of two movies. I So... I, I, I've seen the movie several times, and I don't think I noticed in the, in the... I'm talking about the original. I never noticed this until a couple years ago that Charles Bronson's in the movie. Oh, he's the mute. He's the mute uh, assistant that he has. Uh, I didn't realize this until I watched uh, Kid Galahad with Elvis. And then, like, Charles Bronson's in the movie. I'm like, why does this dude look familiar? And I brought it up on IBD. I'm like, okay, Charles Bronson. But I'm like, what did I see him in that re- resembled it? And I kept scrolling and scrolling and figures House Wax. I just watched this recently on Spangoolie. So. Nice. Oh, yeah, he had a uh, Vincent Price marathon going. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, I think he was showing movies, like, all month. We, did, we, made, we made that happen. I think it was in May because I think May was his, his birthday. birthday. And I think that's kind of why I initially wanted to do it. And uh, I haven't seen the Vincent Price House of Wax in a hot minute. I think it's because I don't own it. It I was think... one, of, one of those first movies that really tried pushing 3D. Mm-hmm. Nothing really popped out 3D about it unless you watch the the, the guy outside the House of Wax with, you, with, with the uh, paddle balls, <laughs> whatever the fuck they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the Vincent Price set that that's in, that's like the one, the one that's like the most expensive. Is it? Yeah, that was like the one I wanted, and it wasn't on there. What is it in volume two? I think so. See, I got I got it on its own because it, it, I mean I bought it on Blu-ray years ago back at Best Buy when they had movies. I remember that. I remember seeing it on the shelf too. They rarely have movies now. Dude, there was a time Best Buy <clears throat> had a really cool horror section. Yeah. And I don't know what like the some, fuck happened. Like some Vestron video releases on Blu-ray. Like, yeah, like now if I go there, you get like a handful. Like I got the fucking De Niro Frankenstein. We're, we're talking like... From there just recently. At least 10 years ago, they had they were still... You know, they had a good collection. Remember when Circuit City had a good collection of DVDs? Yeah. Circuit City had a really good uh, horror section. I remember when Target had a really good movie section. Oh, dude. It was, and you can get those like sets for like ten bucks, with all the like hundreds of movies on it too. And... Yeah, I mean, now you can get. Oh, when they came in like the little uh, envelopes. Mm-hmm. I have one of them. I think it's behind Matt. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like fifty horror movies. Oh, but yeah. now like half of those movies you get on Blu-ray now. I just uh, Universal Horror. Have you been noticing the Blu-ray four packs they've been putting out? Yeah. I got one, finally, I took three attempts to get this damn set. Uh, it's volume one, it's got Black Cat, The Raven, The Visible Ray, and Black yeah, Friday. that's a good one. Black Cat's one of my favorite Universal movie uh, horror movies, as well as The Raven. Because The Raven was always hard to find, because they would always confuse it with the Vincent Price Raven. Mm-hmm. Two different movies. And uh, I ordered it the first time, the case came smashed. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Wow. Ordered a... Uh, 
a replacement, got it, came in perfect condition, opened it up. It had two copies of Black Friday. It was missing the black hat. Jesus. Yeah, and I finally <laughs> got it right on the third one. So I'm I'm happy though, just in general, like all these old Universal movies are getting uh, put on Blu-ray or like in decent collection because the most you get are like the monster movies, the main ones like Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Yeah, now you're getting more of the like suspense thriller noir stuff now. Yeah. So. Uh, and get them now because physical media is dying, unfortunately. There's still collectors that, that keep it alive, I feel like. there's there's those... It's more rare, though. Yeah, you have the boutique labels like Arrow and Kino Lorber that keep some of the stuff alive, but you gotta buy them. I, I, I feel like it's gonna be more online shopping than in-store shopping. Yep. Physical, physical media, other than, like, vinyls. Yes. Vinyl, vinyl, not vinyl. Yeah, I, I know on Facebook <laughs> I follow was a couple, like, Dawn of the Disc, and they're always constantly posting, like, so and so's re- you know releasing this, and this company's releasing this on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, that's how I found out about like Frankenstein, Singing in the Rain. I still have to find a way to get the fucking Warriors on 4K because that's got the oh, re- yeah. that's got the theatrical lot, cut. A lot of that is sold out now, hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, because well, I, I acted a Warriors was by some other like small company I never heard of. But then like that, those Vincent Price collections, man, they they go in and out of print like crazy like I now I need volume 2 and I'm set but they don't even have like all of his old black and white you know like the Invisible Man and there's a couple other ones House on Haunted Hill like those collections it's more of his Roger Corman stuff but House of Wax to me is such a tragic story <laughs> at least the, the the first two movies are the, the, the remake it takes it in a completely different twist which uh, I'm gonna be right out in the open. Do you guys like the remake? It's decent. Yeah, it grew on me. I remember when it first came out. I think I compared it too much to the to the Vincent Price movie, mm-hmm. and I grew to for a while. I just, I thought it was garbage. I hated it. As I've watched it over the years, I've come to appreciate it. Now watching it this time around, I've noticed some things, and it's only because other movies we reviewed popped in my head while watching this movie. Uh, I kept thinking of Tourist Trap. I kept thinking of Wrong Turn. <laughs> oh, Wrong Turn, yeah, that too. Uh, so, I guess we can talk about the remake. Uh, do you remember the first time you watched it? Uh, I think I rented it from Blockbuster back when that was still a thing. Yeah, no, I think we rented it from Value Video, and... Uh, this is back when, let's see, 2005, I was too young, no one would take me to go see the movie R-rated, so I rented it. I don't really think I remember watching the trailers for it, so I didn't know what to expect. I just knew there was a House of Wax movie, 2005, so it probably came out on DVD 2006. I was probably 13. Oh, wow, I just graduated high school. Yeah. So, I might have been like 13 or 14 when it came out. Back then, movies didn't come out on DVD like three months later. Oh my god! You had to wait like a year. Yeah, it was like six months. I remember the, when the Grinch came out. I felt like we waited like three years for that thing to come out on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I got the green tape. Yeah, I think we did too. <laughs> now, now it's like like doc, look at doc, fucking Doctor Strange. It came out in May. It's well, it comes stre- out, yeah, it comes out in streaming like two well, months later, and then so much has not changed even a since month then. later. It came it came out in May. And it was already streaming by like June. Yeah, a lot's changed. <laughs> so like. Just in general, like with media and shit, with, with streaming, people, kids today don't realize how easy they got it. I was watching Smallville with Lauren last night, and she was like, "Well, was this like a big popular show?" I asked him, "I'm like, well, let's put it this way: even if I wasn't home, I still never missed an episode." I go, "If I was out, that VHS tape was in, and somebody knew to record that shit at seven o'clock." <laughs> kids today have it easy. You miss it, watch it the next day, mm-hmm. yeah. or on your phone. Yeah. No, I had to watch it on VHS and still had to watch the fucking commercials. <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I watched House of Wax, I fucking hated it. And even then, I remember, like, why the fuck does Paris Hilton need to be in this movie? <laughs> that was probably the one thing that gave it notoriety at the time was, oh, well, Paris Hilton's hot because of that sex video. Let's put her in a movie. Is that when it happened? I think so. I will say this, like... 
as a person, I feel like she's drifted away from her old persona a little bit because yeah. she's not as much in the media. She's out of the public eye. So she is does, from my understanding, and from what my wife tells me, she's actually really smart. It's just when you're on MTV, you gotta have that persona. Uh, I guess we can go through the cast. Uh, House of Wax, uh, directed by Humi Koldet Sarah. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, okay, so we have Chad Michael Murray, who was also really big at the time. Yeah. Paris Hilton. Alicia Cuthbert. From, uh, she's from 24 Hours. Uh, Brian, Brian Van Holt. She was big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. She was also in, what, uh, Girl Next Door? That's a funny-ass movie. Brian Van Holt, who plays both Bo and Vincent. By the way... Spoiler alert! Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) This movie's like 15 years old. I'm sorry. (laughs) You knew what you clicked on. It's it's gonna be 20 soon. Is it? Oh, why? Yeah, it is over 15 years old. God damn, I'm old. So tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> the actor who plays Bo, or like at least the character of Bo, like this dude could have been Bill Paxton's little brother. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. Bill Paxton or like Dennis Quaid. He's got that kind of look to him. Like they morph together. Yeah. And then there's a baby Jared Padalecki. Is a I think this was like this is probably the last movie with he his, did. With <laughs> Peach fuzz. Yeah. What is it with the supernatural guys doing horror movie remakes? Well, no, I think <laughs> I think he did this right before they started Supernatural. Yeah, it was, it was before Supernatural. Yeah, this was it. Okay, so uh, here's my guess. He did it right after he did the Young MacGyver pilot and then Supernatural. Because I think he was still on Gilmore Girls when he did this shit. Because yeah, because then, like, when he started Supernatural, he looked a little like a little bit older. But no. it all started around the same year. Because it's yeah, because then they were doing. I think they said after season five. They took a break, so that was probably around 2009. That's when they split off. They each one did. They did Friday the Thirteenth remake, and one did the My, My Bloody, Bloody Valentine. Valentine. Yeah, and then so really, I, whatever they, they like, what they've been doing now is the first time they did shit that wasn't supernatural. Well, watching it now as an adult, especially after years and years, th- this is definitely an MTV movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the end credits alone. Like, a full-blown <laughs> MTV. What songs are hit, hit Hey, shut right up. Now. You leave my chemical romance alone. As I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm, <laughs> I'm just stating a fact. It's MTV. <laughs> early 2000s, like, what was a fucking, like, new wave I metal? mean, this was probably... The trailers for this was probably on, like, repeat on TRL. So... <laughs> there was... Who, who the fuck told me? Like, there wasn't, like, MTV did, like, a behind-the-scenes... Thing on it, no. That should tell you right then and there. Well, not only that, everyone in this cast were people that were just hot at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck do you see Chad Michael Murray in anything now? He did a really shitty Ted Bundy movie on Hulu. That was it. Nah, I haven't really seen a lot of. Why his, he his was stuff. cast as Ted Bundy, I'll never know. I don't really. I mean, Jared Padalecki's the only one that's big in this movie. Well, he's the only one that has a career right now. Well, I think Alyssa. Uh, Alicia, whatever. Alicia Cuthbert, or whatever. how do you pronounce it? She's on that, that uh, Ash and Kutcher show, The Ranch. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Well, good for her. But she was also big just because The Girl Next Door came out. Exactly. Paris Hilton, well, it's, I mean, we all know why she Paris made Hilton a special famous. tape. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't on America's Funniest Home Videos. Though it could have been. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and a, a nice uh, punchline. <laughs> uh, so I will admit this: out of remakes, I want to say this might be one of the better remakes that have came out in like the mid two thousands compared to now. Yeah, that was the trend at the in the early two thousands. Oh, I with mean, all the remakes. They're still doing remakes, or no? We're we're in the era of like, let's do a reboot, direct sequel to the original movie. Yeah, and if you're Texas Chainsaw, you've done that like three times. <laughs> right now, they're trying to capitalize on nostalgia. Yeah, because we're all turning thir- in our thirties now, and they want our money. <laughs> and back in like mid two thousands, I feel like that's when the remake era really started. I don't know which one. Maybe Texas Chainsaw started it. That was two thousand five. 
That, to me, that's a good remake. I don't give a it's fuck good. what anyone says. And you get Jessica Biel. So. See, the next, next Texas Chainsaw, they just need, like, a time machine. Leatherface, we gotta save your kids! Let's go! <laughs> you gotta find that balance in a remake where you can make it new and, like, not... You, you gotta find a way to make it different. And not... If you do it too much of the same, like a shop shop, people are gonna hate it. And it's like, I feel like if you do it too different... You or people are gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. This movie, I feel like it went at it from a whole new approach, so there was really nothing to compare with. It's more of just like a remake by name with the method, the mo or the method of murder, or whatever, is still the same, mm-hmm. which I like. Now, I, f- I feel like in the mid two thousands, we also were in a craze of like Wrong Turn was the biggest movie or horror movie back then, and this emulates wrong turn like crazy i don't know what it is we just love that uh redneck hillbilly horror movie Mm-hmm. and but, where where was this located the film i don't know there's their license plate said florida so i, I want to say virginia <laughs> so you're in a very hot state and you build a wax museum made out of wax true <laughs> I mean, once once that summer sun hits, it's they're, not going to last. They're definitely on the East Coast. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> it's like fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The yeah. Guy, the guy, <laughs> we'll build a, a fucking a palace out of chocolate. Well, you better start eating it soon. It's going to melt. <laughs> the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Don't look that up. <laughs> uh, what is it with like mid-2000s movies where there's always that one dude with a camcorder in a horror movie? Uh, product placement, Sony. Was Panasonic. it? Oh, did did they did they push that the the brand name? I think so. I'm pretty sure. It's just, the electronics were hot at. The it time. just felt like such a trend. You get that one character who dresses like K Fed. <laughs> For those younger listeners, that's Captain Federline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely irrelevant to today's standards. <laughs> but just imagine a douchebag and and everything was bedazzled. A lot of things were bedazzled back in those days. Yeah. God, this movie's dated. It is. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm going to state it right now. I enjoy this movie. As far as remakes go, I, I give it mid-tier level. It's it's not the best. I I think, like I said, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was pretty good. Yeah. It had the same heart and vibe to it. and just This one, though, House Wax, it... it, it it took a different approach because pretty much, like I said, the Vincent Price remake was almost a shot-for-shot remake of the original Wax Museum. So you can only redo that so many times. So Chad and Michael Murray tries really hard to be a bad boy in this movie. Wasn't he from the OC? One Tree Hill. Oh, there you go. Mm. Those shows are interchangeable. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you could take scenes from both uh, to me and just mash them up and I would not know the fucking difference. Angsty white kids. <laughs> <laughs> I really... <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, this season on CW. It was... Everybody from the CW did remakes. Tom Welling did the Fog remake, for crying out loud. It was just... A very bad remake. <laughs> Is it because they're all Canadian actors? Oh, well, yeah. Not all of them. Cause, I mean, the... Jared Palacki and uh, Jensen Eccles, they're actually from Texas. But yeah, a but lot of productions were in Canada. But no. yeah, a lot of their productions were in Oh, okay. And you had to have like 60% of the crew and cast be Canadian for it to be filmed up there. Okay, like I, I, I'm going to be brutal honest. I would not be surprised if the backcountry they were filming in was like the, the Canada. Yeah. Everything's Canada. <laughs> Think about it. You go up there, you got your snowy mountains, you got your forest mountains, and you got your cities and your small towns. And if you look closely, the melting wax is maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, because it's, it's like, either you're filming in Canada, or they film shit in Chicago. It's like your two filming locations. <laughs> well, there, there are a lot of movies filmed in Chicago. There are, and they're usually shitty ones. <laughs> yeah, there's not many good ones. I don't see the MCU trying to uh, make a superhero in uh, Chicago for some reason. <laughs> Fuck us, right? <laughs> All the crimes in New York and California, or Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, no crime over here in Chicago. 
There is no Chicago in superhero. What's up with that? We need one. Yeah. Oh, you got A Train from the from the boys. He's from Chicago. Is he really? Yeah. Have you, you not been watching like, uh-huh. the episodes? Because there's the one part. He goes, yeah. He goes. He goes. Uh, a Train comes from comes from the, the gritty gritty neighborhood of Chicago to the big city. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I, I like about this movie is the simplicity of the fucking plot. So you start off in the movie. You got two twins. One of them is eating cereal politely in his high chair. You can tell the mother's making like a, a wax. She's got like a, a, a mold of the face. And she's pouring wax into it. The other kid's being violently strapped down into a chair. <laughs> so which already kind of tells you, okay, well, there's going to be <laughs> brothers in this movie. I felt like that scene right away gave away everything. One's the, one's the bad twin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I'm the bad twin. You can tell because I'm not doing anything you say. <laughs> before or after Halloween Resurrection. I want to say after. Was the resurrection was like, like it's hard to tell. Yeah. It was around at the same time. It was after. It was after. Okay. And I remember in Halloween Resurrection, didn't Michael Myers have a high chair too with like straps and shit on it? Yeah. So whoever like when they were writing this movie, they were just pulling shit. Like what's hot? Michael Myers, wrong turn, and maybe the hills have eyes. Who's on the CW? <laughs> Who's in their off season? <laughs> Is he Canadian? Parasol <laughs> yeah. uh, cannot act for shit in this movie. I mean, for real. Well, there's a reason why she's very limited in her screen time. Yes. I mean, she's there to take off her clothes. Yes. Which and, she is known give, to do. And give the boyfriend roadhead, which I felt like they probably put in as a joke at her at mm. own expense. No. Nothing against Paris Hilton. Like, she's not the only celebrity to have a tape released, so it's whatever. I, I do find it funny. It's just she can't act, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> I, it was actually funny where me and her, Dorothy were watching uh, Supernatural recently, and there was actually an episode where it takes place at a, at a wax museum, mm-hmm. and it's Paris Hilton's in that episode. And they, oh, the one in Supernatural? Yeah. yeah. They, they, they were cracking jokes about this movie. I remember that, yeah. It was kind of like a little reunion for... Yeah. Padalecki. I have to watch Supernatural, so like I, we're waiting until after we finish Smallville. Fucking slacking. Well, it's all right. I'm just surprised Padalecki wasn't in Smallville. I feel like he was, but I just think that's just my mind. I just think he same. was up for Clark Kent. Like, both, both him and well, Jensen Ackles was in it, but they were both up for Clark Kent. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the whole plot of this movie is a group of what, what are they called? College students that are uh, going to a, a football game. Football. All, they, it, all they care about is going to this stupid football game. And at one point, you find out they don't even have fucking tickets, and this dude's making such a big deal. He's like, well, first we gotta scalp the tickets. I'm like, bro, then what the fuck's the rush? <laughs> <laughs> you get there, you won't even get in. Yeah. And they're camping. So, it's like, what? Like, it's like a road trip for a football game. Very simple plot. And it's not I mean, so much that they get, like, lost in the woods in the small town. They're fan belt, quote-unquote, Breaks. You got Carly, our main, our final girl, and her brother Nick. They're twins. Are they twins? I could have sworn they they said that they're twins, and then like hmm. that he always acts like he has to be the bad one. I missed that. He, I, I could have sworn I heard because because I mean that would make sense because like, the whole he tries the, so hard the to villains be the bad boy. twins. Gotcha. He tries so hard to be a bad boy in this movie. He's even got that like the little bad boy douche tattoo on his shoulder. <laughs> He does look douchey in this. He does. He pulls it off. I'm not I, nothing against Chad Michael Murray. You, you, he pulled it off. And I'm not saying it was a bad performance. It's just it it just screams mid two thousands is what I'm getting at. Like yeah. it, it just didn't age well. Especially their fucking cell phones. They're like fucking Nokia bricks, man. I mm-hmm. they weren't even like Nokia bricks or like one, knockoffs. One, yeah, I was saying one of their cell phones. I didn't even know what the fuck. It looked like a fucking like eight uh, fucking remote for like a TV. They just fucking paint put a screen on. it. <laughs> <laughs> like the camcorder and uh, a weird ass boombox. Uh, I always remember the part where she falls into the uh, roadkill pit, which is like a, a fucking nightmare in my opinion. Yeah, I I do believe shit like that could be out there in the wilderness, especially in the south. Yeah, I mean, uh, so pretty much. They they end up in what was the name of the town? Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Yeah. Uh, 
What did you think of this small town? It looked like uh, a lot where they shoot movies. Yeah, it was definitely, it was <laughs> it was definitely a fucking back lot. It was a back lot. Uh, <laughs> so, what the fuck was... The architecture was very uh, neutral, blank. What was uh, Jared Padalecki's name? Wade. 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 Who, even he, in a way, is kind of like a douchebag the entire time. He's got that haircut. That douchey haircut. Well, he had that haircut in, in Supernatural. <laughs> it's the nah. goatee they give him. Yeah, right? they're really... Uh, Peach fuzz than yeah, goatee. That didn't match his hair color. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even think that was like really his goatee. I think that was like in the makeup department. <laughs> this douchebag's missing something. Well, we got a tattoo on this one. Put a tattoo on that douchebag. Hand me that stipple sponge. <laughs> but like, he, he's like the, the the jealous boyfriend who gets mad at the stupid thing. It's like this guy has a crush on you. Well, fuck you. Like. He it's thinks you're fault. hot. It's not her fucking fault. I mean, she's hot. Dude, take that so as what? a compliment to yourself. You, nah. to you landed yourself a good one. And it's not like she's acting on it. Exactly. I think, for, first of all, they, they get a ride with the, the, the roadkill driver. First of all, <laughs> people, if the person who's giving you a ride or offers you a ride is covered in blood, whether... <laughs> Animal or whatever. Any blood. <laughs> Do not get in the fucking car. Anything that resembles blood. The dude has knives dangling in the back of his truck, for crying out loud. Do not get in the car. <laughs> I think we've had proof of that in what? Uh, uh, Devil's all, Rejects. All the Wrong Turn movies. All the Wrong Turn movies. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do not get in the car with anybody. Walk. <laughs> you better off walking. Especially when you get into the car and there's no handle on the inside of the door. Yeah, it's that's got a, the, it's a, a red Ted, flag. It's the uh, the Ted Bundy model. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they get to the small town and there's not a damn person in sight. Everything just feels off. And this town's like what? Two blocks? What, what did you think of the the look of the House of Wax itself? It looked like um, wax. Yeah, it looked like wax. It looks very waxy. Um, I like the... the architecture. Architecture, like the lettering outside. It's very... Kind of Art Deco a little bit. It reminds me of uh, Universal Horror. Which I, did Universal make this movie? Warner Brothers did, I Warner think. Warner Brothers. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh... It's very blocky, but it, it feels like it could have came out of like an old black and white fifties movie. Yeah, like the Black Cat. I felt like it could have fit like uh, was it the Bauhaus or whatever the hell it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- I like when they interrupt the church for help, and you can hear there's like a it looks like there's a funeral going on, and it cuts to the priest looking up. And, I mean, whatever, you've seen this movie if you're listening to the podcast, so we're not going to spoiler alert, but... So, in that shot, you could tell it's a real person. So when she goes back, and she's when she's running away from Bo, and she goes back into the church, it's too much of a contrast that it's a wax figure to believe it. So, I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. The process, or, or Wade's death, eh, he had it coming. Yeah. He's a dumbass. <laughs> I, they're walking around the house of wax and he's trying to let sh- light shit on fire foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah he's fucking around he's being disrespectful well yeah but I remember she's like oh, I, saw, I saw someone outside and then he fucks with her so like when she was like walking behind a statue he's banged on the window so she freaked out okay speaking of windows what did you think of the first appearance of Vincent in the window that was pretty cool yeah the look they give the character of Vincent it's fucking awesome. Plus, it's not even like over the top. It's just a wax face with blackened eyes. And he, the dude wears a hoodie for crying out loud. So, it's and simplistic. They call him Vincent as a little homage to Vincent Price. Yep. I, don't know, I thought it was very effective and creepy. Yeah. There's something about the blackened eyes. It's like Michael Myers, this kind of way. A little bit, yeah. A little bit of everything. Um, 
I feel like the uh, Wade's death was pretty brutal. What did you think of uh, his death? Getting turned into a wax figure. Well, first of all, they cut his uh, Achilles heel. Yeah, very pet cemetery. They, they pulled a gauge on him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a gauge maneuver. All you needed was Judd. Uh, don't go in that house of wax up there. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yep. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I'm going to show you what's in the house of wax, though. <laughs> Keep walking up down the rug. Uh, it's not just wax up in the, the wax house. Oh. Uh, yep. <laughs> I do like the fact, though, like... Yeah, because it's like, like... You can hear him, like, moaning. Like, I'm going to say moaning. Like, you scream it out in pain, but he, his mouth sewed shut. Oh, so... Oh, when they so find him? Them putting him in the wax... Even if you have... It, even if you hate this movie, that scene is very redeeming of any bad quality of that movie. That scene was like spot on. It was brutal to watch. Yeah. Um. You know, everything's stitched. His wounds are stitched. Uh, I like when he puts the wax on his face with the cloth and just waxes his entire face. <laughs> You you could see the the goatee on the rack. <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, I don't know. but I liked it. He was doing him a favor. <laughs> uh, it just uh, spraying him with the wax. Oh, dude, that was so brutal. Mm-hmm. Although you could tell, like the one, one shot when they started zooming away, you could just tell it was a wax head. They just spraying with shit. Well, yeah. Because it just the hair looked it, it didn't look right. Because if you okay, kind of like he has like a mop top looking hairdo. This hair do look like, like it's all cut and like. No, over. he had his hair. He he had a cap over his head. Did he? Yeah, protecting the hair. So I to me it was brutal, but it definitely makes more sense as how Vincent Price was doing it. <laughs> Especially when you get the reveal later when his friend shows up and he notices it's him. And the most traumatizing part of it is when he, you can tell he's still alive. And his eyes are shifting when his friend's peeling away. He's ripping the skin off. And him. the tears are coming down his eyes. Oh, dude. <laughs> to me, that it, it's effective. Yeah, and he's and then, peeling the skin away, and, and you see the Vincent, flesh. Vincent attacks, and he, he misses him, and he ends up slicing, slicing half his face. And his, he's like, his eyes are just rolling back. And you see his jaw and his teeth. Effective. It was yeah. like from uh, fucking Child's Play, what, three? Pizza face chucking? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah that, 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 anything that happened to Wade in that scene was just very effective. It, uh, a lot of the gore... What do you think about the gore in general in this movie? It would the, it's well placed. There's not it's not overkill, on the gore. There's actually not a lot. Of, there's not a ton of blood. There's not, and, and the stuff that does happen is kind of makes you cringe. It's more macabre. Uh, for instance, when Bo has the character of Carly tied up down like underneath the the gas station, she's poking her finger through. Yeah. And he snips it off. You cringe. Mm-hmm. It works, and not only that, her mouth is super glued shut. Like, this girl actually went through some shit. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll never play the guitar. <laughs> At least not properly. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I can't say that because the guitarist from Black Sabbath <laughs> didn't have fingertips, so... Same with uh, from Jerry, Jerry Garcia or whatever from uh, Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Uh, definitely cringe, especially when they super glue her mouth shut. She's ripping it open. <laughs> that was pretty fucking brutal. I think probably the most gruesome death is Paris Hilton, right? Took a pipe to the face. Ha 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 ha! Ah, you silly little Which goose. movie are we talking about? <laughs> I'll leave it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, um, yeah, where she's getting chased. Well, a lot of the kills... I, I wonder if there was like a... Uh, because I feel like in today's horror movies, we get away with a lot more gore as opposed to what the ratings would allow back then. So I'm wondering if the ratings, even in the mid-2000s, were still kind of like, okay, you can only show this much of this much of this has to be off camera. So her boyfriend, uh, 
Brad? I don't can't know. remember. I can't remember his fucking name. He gets killed off screen listening to a phone call. Yeah. And then we get a chase scene with Paris Hilton. Where she ends up in like a, a warehouse where they park all the a bunch of cars and yeah, she gets a pipe thrown through her head. The gore was pretty cool, cool on that scene though. I got a lot. Yeah, it was good. I felt like whoever did the model for her head did a damn good job because it did look very realistic. Mm-hmm. I feel like though this movie should have been called The Town of Wax. Yeah, because it's more than just the house; it's the whole fucking town. You gotta wonder though. Did they find a small town and do this, or did they slowly start turning people who lived in this town into that? My theory is the parents ran the town, so it was just a it was just a desert town. The I, parents started the killing really? and waxing because the mom was making a wax head. Yeah, so they've been killing people since the seventies. There were plans, apparently, after this movie to, to do a prequel about the brothers leading up to it. And I'm wondering if they were going to explain that. Hmm. Because it would be kind of... It'd be a cool miniseries. Yeah. Killing people and slowly turning them into wax. You know, throughout the town until the whole town's gone. Mm-hmm. Everything's a miniseries now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love that one meme. It's like... Uh, I will not watch a 10-hour a, a movie. Forget that. Okay, well, how about I break it up into 10-hour ten, ten, episodes and you binge them all in one day? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Then we got that little reveal that Vincent wasn't the crazy brother. Okay, I did not notice that until this time watching it. And I've seen this movie several fucking times. For real? Yeah, I swear to God. When you see the, the strap marks on, on Bo, it... I, it was the first time I noticed it, and it was like, what, at the movie theater, right? Yeah, or, well, the blonde chick, she saw the high chairs, and the one that said Bo had the straps on it. Yeah, I never paid attention to that, I swear yeah. to God. I just noticed it now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, I think, is the theater scene. Oh, yeah, that's when my favorite. Hi- when they're hiding the theaters, and I feel like it's because you get... Once you see all these wax figures, you're like, oh shit, these guys have been busy for a while. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, the parents had started all this. Because there's like, what, 40, 50 people in the theater? Their bodies in the theater? Mm-hmm. And to top it off, he's blasting them with a shotgun. And then it's almost like a mummification. So once like one of their heads get blown off, it's like everything decays instantly on the inside. Yeah. Like, like rapid fast. Like when you unwrap a mummy and the air hits it. Uh, like he shoots the usher and then literally like spiders are crawling out of his head <laughs> very effective my only gripe it's meaningless and whatever and petty but it's all the all the the dead wax figures their eyes would have decayed so True. it would have been True. hollow but you know it's it's you got it for the creep factor true so it would have made more sense if they would have saw, like, uh, like when they're doing Jared Padalecki, he's like, I'm scooping his eyes out and putting fake ones in or something. Yeah, putting but, some glass but, eyes. But then I, I, I don't, Googly eyes. But, but, but then, yeah, but if you do that, then you lose the uh, the dramatic effect when he's shifting his eyes. Right, showing. Right. So I get it. I get it. Now, when, they, yeah. when they were in the movie theater, were they playing a movie? Yeah. They were playing... Uh, uh, what happened to Baby Jane? Betty Davis. See, I think I'm really good if they would have just put it in house wax yeah that would that have been, been cool. a perfect i bet you they probably tried and they couldn't get the rights for it yeah but it's both isn't it house of wax uh warner brothers but i think At they the would time? they would probably have to get uh they would have to get the the go-ahead from uh vincent price's daughter to use his likeness true they could they, have done the mystery of the wax museum they could have little nod in there yeah I kept thinking how stupid it was that, like, uh, the character Nick Chad Michael Murray grabs a fucking crossbow. Because to me, crossbows, they're only cool because of Walking Dead. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And this they're... was way before Walking Dead. Yeah, but that's, like, the only reason they're cool, though. <clears throat> to me, it's just, yeah, you get one shot, and you better be strong as fuck to pull that, that cord back. You better have some, some ammo. Some, 
some arrows with he you. He had a couple, and he put, how many times did he shoot bow? Like fucking five times, and the dude still didn't die. Yeah, he only hit him twice. <laughs> he got right back up. Um, you pulled a chumbawumba. <laughs> chumbawumba. The, the final climax, of course, takes place at the House of Wax. Uh, didn't uh, <laughs> I like? So the one, what was the one character <clears throat> with the cape that are hat? What what was his name? Duncan. I feel like it was Duncan. It sounds sounds about right. His name was Dalton. You're oh, close. okay. You're close. So when Dalton initially dies, he falls down some stairs, and Vincent decapitates him, which I thought was a pretty cool effect the way they did it. Yeah. Like the, the camera angle. <laughs> Heads up! <laughs> and, the head, and the eyes were blinking. Still. Yeah. So when Nick finds him encased in wax, and <laughs> he's gonna get you out of here, buddy. I'm gonna get you out. <laughs> and he thinks he kills him because he goes to turn the thing and the head pops off. <laughs> I'm gonna get you out, buddy. One piece at a time. <laughs> oh, man. And then Nick essentially is the cause of the house setting on fire because he overturns a big pot of Melting wax. Uh, one of the most brutal scenes, I feel like, is when uh, Carly attacks Bo with the baseball bat. Yeah. And I was impressed by the amount of uh, brutality they showed in that scene. Mm-hmm. You know what? When, when, she was, on him. when she was done with him, his, his beat up, you know, like all the flesh being, like, beaten off his head. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of uh, the killer from Doom Asylum. Oh man! Don't talk about like that a, movie anymore. Don't talk about that movie here. Doom Asylum. Not unless we, you know, we get a request for a drunk episode. I'm <laughs> so happy Eric moved out because I don't have to look at the case anymore. When I walk <laughs> in the office. <laughs> I actually was expecting to turn around and just see it float, just sit by itself on the shelf. <laughs> just follows you everywhere you go. <laughs> I never <laughs> left. You're going to have a nightmare that this dude's going to cut off your toe and you die. <laughs> For our listeners, that actually happened in Doom Asylum. Yeah. A guy died from getting his toe cut off. Check out the episode. I forgot what number it was. Uh, there's so many now at this point. <laughs> uh, I felt like there were so many references to different fucking movies. So, like, for instance, when... Because uh, literally the whole house is made of, of, of wax. Everything. Structure stairs, and when Nick is like when they're trying to run up the stairs and they're <laughs> the piping when they're when their legs keep sinking in, I'm like, oh, this is Nightmare on Elm Street shit right here. Yeah, it's a quad workout, man. And the part where they find, I know we're going back to this, but when they find Jared Pilecki in the wax, and he's pull, he's like digging away at the flesh that reminded me of a uh, poltergeist. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, did we talk about the, the fact that they explain that they're they're Siamese twins? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> no, we didn't get... Uh, well, yeah, we forgot about that. But that's why Vincent's all disfigured and has... Wears a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's very... It's interesting, though, because I make the one that had, does the deformed face was, like, the, the... Was, like, the calm one. Yeah, he's all docile and... Yeah. He's the artiste. <laughs> uh, I always thought the scene where, where... In the final climax, when Nick and Vincent are fighting on the bed, I thought... Vincent always went through the bed because I was about to say, man, if they go through the bed, that's another nightmare in Elm Street. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what, how it looked like, but he, he ends up going through the floor. Everything in that scene looked pretty damn cool and good with the whole house melting. Yeah. Until you get to the part where they're clawing out through the wall and going through the like the house of wax sign, oh. and it slowly starts melting down where, like, oh, yeah, mid-2000s graphics weren't really there. Yeah. It looked like melting cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too, because they are like, halfway through climbing through it, but it starts sinking. So they went from being, like, what, like, maybe like 10 feet off off the ground to, it like, just hitting looked the like ground. An, like, it just looked like they, they, they highlighted the area where it said House Wax and put, like, an yeah. elevator effect on it where it just slid down. <laughs> and not... yet there's no mass at the bottom from the, from the wax that melted, so it was kind of weird. And yeah. it, it gets only worse when they when they pan further out and you see the house melting in on itself. It's just really bad graphics. It looks like it's getting ready to like sink into its like its own little black hole and explode kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like poltergeist. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> something from an eighties movie where the house caves in and explodes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of the movie. I I still enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's good. I'd, I'd give it, you know, as far as remakes go, I'd give it mid-tier. I mean, you didn't have a character trying to be Vincent Price, and I think that's what made it work. Yeah. yeah. It would have been really weird if you, they had someone doing, like, a Vincent Price impersonation. Well, I mean, they already did that in Haunt, House on Haunted Hill with uh, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> I still need to watch to finish that. Um, but... Like I said, this movie definitely grew on me. I always thought this movie came out later, though. I always thought this was at least, like, 2009. Nah. It's very much a movie of its time. Yeah, it's... You can look at everybody in that cast and go, Well, geez, you don't see these people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Except for for Pedalecki. Yeah, I was going to say, he's the only one that's... And he had the worst role in the movie. Was before this is, I, honestly this is right before Supernatural started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. literally they said they, that the only time they took a big break between seasons was like the one time the two of them actually did like other projects. Yeah, well, that's the best part of the movie. It ends with a My Chemical Romance song, so <laughs> it was also really big at the time. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying they're 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 still pretty big even now since they they came back, but for them to. I, th- I think they it took a lot for them to give up the right or let them use the rights because they, they didn't want to be in a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there've been a lot of soundtracks after that. Well, yeah, you got that. You got fucking Premium Rush. You were in Premium Rush. Yeah, that, that was when Danger Days came out. Oh, not they're, they're in uh, Watchmen. They nah, they were. Well, they did yeah. a song. I think they did the song for Watchmen. Still. You give a you offer enough money though. I could have sworn I and heard then they're in your Gabba Gabba. Oh, well. yeah. So they all have kids at that point. I'm a, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> I remember when we found that out. I was like heartbroken. I'm just like, no, the illusion shattered. They're not these edgy edgy guys anymore. <laughs> they sold out, man. Yo, every snowflake's different. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I would I would I would laugh my ass off though if I went to one of their concerts and they played that song. They probably would. <laughs> Why not? I'm looking to see if there's any plans for a House of Wax remake remake, and so far, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, this one wasn't really that bad, so I don't think, I mean, it doesn't have the greatest rating, but it definitely took the franchise in a different direction. The first one was more of a macabre suspense movie. This one was a slasher film. Mm-hmm. With redneck horror in it, so... Uh... I'm going to give this movie three and a half out of five. I give it a three. Yeah, I give it a three. All right. Matt, tell them where they can find us. You can find us at It Came From The Video Store on Facebook and Instagram. And Twitter at VidStoreRejects. I've been trying to be more uh, active on there. Tweet us. Tweet at us. Uh, Leave us a rating and review wherever possible and share the show. It's the best way to help us out. Uh, we hope you in, uh, enjoyed our attack of the remake of the House of Wax. Signing out, I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Matt. And you just listened to... It came from the video store. There's really nothing from this movie you can quote at the end. <laughs>